Good morning. And welcome on this blustery Mother's Day Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Easter. I can literally say I'm so glad to see so many have literally blown in today because it is quite windy. We're glad to have you and to all of our moms and ladies, we hope that you picked up a flower or received a flower on the way in as a gift for Mother's Day from us. If not, there are plenty left in the back of the church. At this time, I invite you to please stand and join in singing one, hymn 174. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. 
Amen. good shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name, and follow where he leads, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, who heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him with the request, please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was down, while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, she sh he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed near Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
a reading from the Revelation of John. I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple and the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sequence hymn this morning is hymn 275. We will sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the third and fourth after. So I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 275.
God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen. We read from the Acts of the Apostles throughout Eastertide by a long-standing tradition in the church. It goes way back. The book of Acts, volume 2, by St. Luke following his gospel, which is volume one. Acts begins with a bang. Jesus ascends to his father and then sends the Holy Spirit in his place on Pentecost, Ascension Day, nine days later, the day of Pentecost. To picture this beginning with a bang, Think of the disciples as a circle turned inward, uh, overwhelmed and awestruck by the risen Lord. They face the risen Lord up until his ascension. Think of it, of that image of the circle turned inward. Then our Lord ascends, the center of the circle is withdrawn and he replaces himself. The Holy Spirit descends replacing the embodied Jesus in the midst of that circle, transforming it, actually turning it inside out, and driving the church to the four corners of the earth into its mission. Bang, 
It is significant, though, that Acts does not end with a bang, but with St. Paul in Rome, under house arrest, still a little bit free, sharing the gospel, and the clear implication as Acts ends is that the story goes on. And it does go on through time and space. Sometimes the Lord works great miracles like the one we heard this morning, Peter's raising Tabitha from death. Sometimes there are sufferings such as the many recorded in the book of Acts and the adventures of the apostles, imprisonments, shipwrecks, beatings, all manner of sufferings to the apostles for witnessing to Christ. But in all, Acts is the first installment of the work of the risen, ascended Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit in the mission of the disciples. It goes on through time and space, and here we are this morning, 2,000 years and many more miles than that away from that first Easter and Pentecost in space and time. A vision of this mission and its progress may be seen in our glorious second reading today from Revelation, where a multitude beyond numbering of all peoples, nations, and languages gather before the throne of God and, this is critically important for today, before the throne of God and before the Lamb. The Lamb is mentioned repeatedly in this lesson. The Lamb is Jesus Christ, whose sacrifice, he's the sacrificial Lamb, undertook the sins of the world, including yours, your sins, and mine, my sins. So this deliverance is universal and corporate. It is also personal and individual. We're part of it. What we heard in the lessons today involves what's going on here in this church space now. Because of these themes, not only in Revelation, but then again in today's Gospel of John, today is, well, it's not just Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day, but it is Good Shepherd Sunday. It's called that, and it's reflected in the collect for this Sunday, which was read at the beginning and will hold for the week coming to remind you what, it, what we prayed. Oh God, it says, whose son, Jesus, is the good shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads. This echoes what we heard in the gospel where Jesus says today, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Remember, he's speaking to a squadron of enemies and he says, you don't get it because you're not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. Now, how can Jesus Christ be a lamb and a shepherd at the same time. There is something in Jesus's self-giving, I would say self-emptying, a ministry of love. Above all, in his laying down of his life 
that attracts his sheep. Right over there, that wonderful crucifix that this church owns. Best image here in the whole church. That self-emptying of the lamb is what attracts the sheep. It offends the world. It attracts the sheep. That's the self-giving love. So his, and he goes on to say, if we'd backed up a little bit before today's gospel reading, Jesus would have said to that same gang, he would have said, I lay down my life for my sheep. I do it of my own accord. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. I have received this charge from my father. So the sheep are drawn to him. Actually concerning that, on the eve of his crucifixion, he said, I, if I am lifted up, he means on the cross, I, if I am lifted up, will draw the whole world to myself. That's the drawing capacity of the lamb. Now, we do need to note that in that reading from Revelation, Jesus, the lamb, is shown as in the center of God's throne. You can look it up in your text. It is in the center. That means that if you really want to know what is in the heart of Almighty God, know that Jesus, the lamb, is there, right there. That God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one loving creator, savior, and sanctifier. So Almighty God, our shepherd, also became one of us, the one true human being, the sinless Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Father Craig asked me to do this homily just a few days ago because he was overtaken by clear and unforeseen pastoral needs this weekend. And I'm very glad to help because this very thing, this work helps illustrate the ministry of the Good Shepherd. So let me ask, do you, do we understand that the lessons for today include us? That Jesus, the Lamb of God, who is our Good Shepherd, is about his care for us now in our rector's ministry, in our gathering and fellowship, in our hearing the word of God, in our receiving his body and blood in Holy Communion, and in where we go and what we do as members of the body of Christ when we leave here today. Because that's what's going on. This isn't just long, long ago, far, far away. It's here and now. I believe the existence of St. Peter's by the sea is itself a wonder. It's a miracle of God's grace and of Jesus' shepherding of his sheep. It has been over 50 years since I first walked in, into this church. I was a seminarian and the rector then had assigned me a summer, be part of a summer internship, as he called it, and as we called it in those days, to alienated youth. You bet they were alienated, many of whom gathered on the beaches and were involved in what we used to call drugs, sex, and rock and roll. It was a tough scene. It was a tough scene. 
in those early 1970s. There was a death from a drug overdose. But St. Peter's tried to be and was a presence then. And the ensuing 50 years haven't been a walk in the park, but lo, here we are. And some of the same good work has been done over the decades and is being done now by the clergy and people of St. Peter's. Furthermore, to be blunt, as Episcopalians often are not, we're often tongue-tied about the mysteries of our faith, that's too bad. But people have been, were, have been, and are, I'm gonna use the word, saved and nurtured through the ministry of the Good Shepherd here in this church. And I believe and hope that I and you are among them, the sheep who hear the voice. Because what we are talking about is a relationship that God in Jesus invites us into. It's a relationship put forward by divine grace and it's accepted by the gift of faith and enacted by love. The relationship itself is a wonder. You would never congratulate yourself on your faith. It's a gift. It's a wonder. It's a gift from above, a birth from above. The sheep manifest their relationship with the good shepherd by what he calls the fruit. By their fruit, you shall know them, the fruit of their thoughts, their words, and their deeds. There is such a thing as saved behavior. When they sin, as we do every day, when the sheep sin, they own up to it. They accept Jesus' promised forgiveness, and then they persevere, trying to do better in confidence and love. We're in the redemption business of Jesus Christ, and the care of the Lamb, who is our Good Shepherd, continues. Now, I will confess to you, I don't know any other way to live. I don't know any other way to live. I cannot imagine life without this relationship, and I trust you're in the same case, that we're all in the same, let's say, sheepfold. Let's just ask the big question, why else are you here? Why else? There are other things to do. The world has plenty of things for us to do. That's why we're here. Now, nearly the very last words written in the Gospel of St. John, the Gospel we heard this morning, the, almost the last words have to do with sheep and shepherd again. This time where the risen Lord rehabilitates poor old St. Peter as he asks him by the lake shore three times, do you love me? Asking three times, he hurt Peter's feelings, and we know why, but Peter healed. And then he was told to feed and tend Jesus' sheep and to follow Jesus himself. So it is a great wonder, it is a great comfort to me that we see that tending and that following in this sheepfold, this sheepfold which is named after poor old St. Peter, good old St. Peter.
In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In peace we pray to you, Lord God. For all people in their daily life and work, for this community, the nation, and the world. For all who work for justice, freedom, and peace. For the just and proper use of your creation. For the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression. For all who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble. For those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy. For the peace and unity of the Church of God. For all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael, our presiding bishop, Nicholas, our bishop, Craig, our rector, and for all bishops and other ministers. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation, we do give thanks for our mothers, for all mothers. We ask, we, as we give thanks, we ask God's blessing on all of them. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Stephen Bois, Michael and Lisa Borek, and Brad and Julia Boss. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the Church of the Good Shepherd, Pawtucket. Hear us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We will exalt you, O God, our King, and praise your name forever and ever. 
We pray for all who have died, especially Jane Ferraro, Mary Capesa, Anne O'Rourke, Sylvia Brown, and Roger Madour, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. Who put their trust in you. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Have mercy upon us, most, most merciful Father. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. And so uphold us by your Spirit, that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. For those who are kneeling, please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Peace be with you. Peace. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Please be seated. Again, happy Mother's Day to everyone this morning. And for our ladies who came in, if you did not receive a flower on the way in, um, there are still some left, so please pick one up on the way out um, as a token of our appreciation for all you have done for the raising and caring of children and as I like to say, and the raising of adults as well, because as a parent of adult children, it never ends, <laughs> as we all know. A couple of announcements this morning. First of all, there is a sign-up sheet in the back of the church. Actually, there's two. One for those who wish to give memorials or Thanksgiving flowers or to have the lamp lit in memorial or Thanksgiving for someone. That is one sign-up sheet. We have openings now for June july and august so please um, if you wish to have flowers in someone's memory or thanksgiving um, please let us know um, you can also call the church office tuesday through friday and mary ellen will be glad to put it on the list second sign up at, back there is a sign up for um, stewardship or help with sunday morning services we're going to try something a little different this month and june july and august is invite people to sign up for different ministries that um, you may not have tried in the past. So um, for those who wish to attempt your hand at reading, no obligation, just sign up that week and uh, give me a call if you'd like a lesson or two beforehand and I'll be glad to set up that time. For those who would like to be ushers, the only requirement to be an usher is to be somewhat outgoing willing to come about 15 to 20 minutes early to greet and hand out bulletins as well as um, guide people during um, the time of administration of communion up to the station or the rail as that may hopefully come back into play sometime soon 
And then also for those who wish to administer the chalice. And again, that's very simple. It takes a two-minute training, but it's an opportunity to help with me to feed all who come, both spiritually and physically, with the love of Christ itself. So those are the jobs that back there. We also, for those who'd like to try their hand at acolyting, um, you can add your name. And if there's already someone signed up, if there's a name there, we'll always take a second person. We can always split the job, so it doesn't have to be the whole job. So please, we do look for everyone's help. Um, part of our stewardship is helping on Sunday morning, as well as with the um, community market or other ways that we minister and work as a congregation together. Some events that are coming up in the next few weeks. There is a pasta dinner on Ascension Day, which is Thursday the 26th. Mr. Cowie would like to talk about that. Yes, uh, it's a really important volunteer opportunity for anyone who likes to eat. Um, we're going Janessa is going to be making sauce. We, it's just going to be a church supper, a great opportunity to bring friends. We're not going to be pushy or anything like that. Uh, we're, we're Episcopalians. We're not pushy. Um, but it's homemade pasta, salads, garlic bread, and afterwards there's a Ascension Day service. Not required, but it wouldn't hurt. Um, and also one thing, the bishop gave a great talk on science and religion, and if you missed it, or if you had a hard time hearing it, and you're here, I have the recording as a podcast, and it's in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, if you search St. Peter's by the Sea, we should come up, you'll see our little logo and all that stuff, and just subscribe, uh, but it's there, and it was a really interesting and engaging talk. It's a great opportunity for you to kind of share what we're doing here without, you know, being a jerk about it. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and who says Episcopalians aren't blunt? <laughs> also, uh, my plug for that one is we know that that is Memorial Day weekend coming up. And almost all of us, because we live in South County, know that the, um, our official Airbnbs open up for company, whether we get paid uh, rent or not, and that's the first big weekend. So here's an opportunity to clean your kitchen on Thursday and keep it clean until they arrive on Friday, because we'll dirty our kitchen for you. So please uh, mark the 26th to come for dinner with us. Uh, there is a sign-up sheet in the back of the church. There's also sign-up through um, Eventbrite, and that link is available in our eNet. Just give us a sense of how many are coming. Also, on the 27th, just to make it even more fun that weekend, we have been invited once again to go to Congregation Beth David for about the 32nd time in 33 years because of the pandemic. We didn't get to go the last year, but it's, the doors are open again. They're letting us in, and um, it is one of the greatest evenings of the years, of the, one of the two greatest evenings of the year, the other being when um, Beth David comes here to be with us. It's a time for joint um, dining together, joint worship, and joint conversation. This year's topic is how can we spread kindness in a world that's becoming so mean? And so it should be a wonderful conversation. And then again, we get to participate in the Shabbat service that starts at 7 o'clock that night. Uh, again, I can't speak more clearly or more confidently. It is a wonderful time. Congregation Beth David cannot be more hospitable. 
and their food is really good. <laughs> we have one member here with us today who's smiling. He says, yep, absolutely, so um, we won't go hungry. Uh, also, looking forward into June, on June 5th will be our first of two um, coffee hours, official coffee hours here at St. Peter's. I am looking for someone to host or hostess that coffee hour. It is very, very simple. Uh, all you need to do is put out the coffee and um, set up the table, and then we've invited everybody else to bring the food, and then um, we have yet to have a coffee hour where the table is not overflowing with food, so we don't worry about that. And then tidy up afterwards, and whatever's left over we freeze and we use for um, other events. Very easy. If you're willing to help host that, please let me know. We'll put you down. And then again, at the end of the month is St. Peter's Sunday. And on that last Sunday of the month, we'll have another coffee hour. And so I'm looking for another person willing to host that as well. Okay, one more announcement. And that is, if you've been reading your ENET, you know that the vestry has decided to work together with the congregation to support efforts in Ukraine. And that will begin on Sunday, May 22nd, and we will begin taking a second offering on that Sunday all the way up until St. Peter's Day, and the monies collected during those weeks will be given over to UNICEF, tagged specifically for the work they are doing in the Ukraine, which is support of women and children that are refugees going into Poland and other um, bordering countries at this time. The money um, could not be more necessary or needed at this time because so many, at, I think last I read, almost out of 40 million people that were Ukrainians at the beginning of the war, I think something like 10 million people have fled the country at this time, one-fourth of their population almost all women and children. And I recently saw that UNICEF is also providing education materials for the children, knowing that UNICEF, part of the United Nations effort, its focus is on women and children, health care, and education. So it's a wonderful cause that we are asking everyone to help get behind with us. And again, um, during the month between the 22nd and the 26th, we'll be taking a second collection each week for UNICEF. So those are my announcements at this time. Hopefully I haven't missed anything. I have a warden here to remind me and a couple of vestry members, have I covered all the land? I got the thumbs up. So on that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us in offering and sacrifice to God.
Chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb who was sacrificed for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn 
to proclaim the glory of your name. Thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine, we pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son and his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country where, with the blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all your saints, 
we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord, to him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Hymn 708. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.